This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. For some teams in the NFL, the postseason race is heating up. Like the two teams we saw last night. Maybe it is cooling down for the Saints, but they're in the thick of it. Same thing with the Rams. But for other teams... They're wondering about their future and whether or not their coach is even going to be a part of that future. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN F. Gabe Nigel in for Greeny along with Embo today. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Hembo coming to you live from the Seaport Studio. Brought to you by Patron. Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. So the Steelers are still such a huge talking point because they're one of the big franchises in the NFL, and Mike Tomlin has been there for 17 years. He's won a Super Bowl. He's gone to another. He's had a lot of success in those 17 years in Pittsburgh. But his team this year getting off to a hot start, 7-4, and four, now currently 7-7, seven and seven, and it's not the first time, especially recently, that the Steelers have gotten off to a hot start himbo and then just started to slide. Whether you go back to 2020 when they started 11-0, and 0, finished 12-4, and 4, lost in the wild card round, or when they were 8-5 and 5 and finished 8-8 eight and eight to miss the playoffs back in 2019, this is something that has happened. It happened relatively frequently recently for Mike Tomlin, which is leading people to wonder if he is the right guy to lead the Steelers franchise going forward. Yeah, this is this has become a pattern of behavior for the Steelers under Mike Tomlin, unfortunately. And I think right now, perhaps more than ever before, the noise is getting really, really loud as it relates to his future as the head coach of that team. Uh, earlier today on Get Up, Ryan Clark, I would say arguably like the face of the Steelers franchise uh, in the media. I mean, obviously Terry Bradshaw does this stuff for Fox. There are any number of prominent Steelers, but Ryan Clark is out front, is... Um, Mike Tomlin's self-admitted friend, someone who played under Mike Tomlin, certainly one of the more sort of modern, recent Steelers, who's extremely prominent in the media, had this to say about Tomlin's future in the Steel City. Coach Tomlin needs to be in a new place. Coach Tomlin doesn't need to retire from coaching because he's one of the greatest coaches in football today. He doesn't need to be there anymore. The same way Andy Reid eventually had to move on from Philadelphia. It didn't mean that Andy Reid couldn't coach anymore. It meant that he shouldn't be coaching there. And Coach Tomlin should now move on from Pittsburgh. And everybody should line up to hire him because the freaking man knows how to do it, but he shouldn't do it there anymore. We talk all the time about, like, and I guess I, I, I talk about it more than anybody else because the local show that we, I, I do in Milwaukee, we talk about Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to, oh, is Jordan Love going to be this next great quarterback? I mean, how many franchises have had three consecutive Hall of Fame coaches? And I think that's what makes this conversation so difficult because I think everybody recognizes that Tomlin is a Hall of Fame coach, and why would you let go of a Hall of Fame coach? I ultimately don't think that he's the biggest problem there. I think the biggest problem for the Steelers is they haven't had a really good quarterback recently, and it, it, you can you have such a ceiling when you don't have great quarterback play. But at the same time, maybe that message just has gotten old in Pittsburgh, and it is time to move on. He would be scooped up in a heartbeat, 
And because this franchise historically has not been rash or rushed to any decisions when it comes to their coaching, um, you know, decisions, and that's why they've had such stability over the last 50 plus years. But it, it, it's starting to feel more and more like maybe it is time for Mike Tomlin to be the head coach somewhere else. And how quickly he would get scooped up, in my opinion at least, is, is immaterial. It, it really is. What the Steelers need to decide is not how good Mike Tomlin has been, because we know that. It's, is he the right person to lead my franchise into the future? And I think the answer to that question is becoming more clearly by the day that the answer is no. Mike Tomlin has been there for 17 years. But if we're to be honest, this is a program that has flatlined. We saw it in Philly under Andy Reid. We saw it in Green Bay under Mike McCarthy. We saw it in New Orleans under Sean Payton. We're seeing it in New England under Bill Belichick. These things happen. There is no such thing as a lifetime contract in football. There is nothing wrong with a Hall of Fame coach and a legendary franchise divorcing themselves of one another, whether it be uh, a mutual decision that we're going to part ways, whether it be let's trade you to the team that you want to coach, whether it be, oh, let's go do media for a year or two and see how much I like that side of the world. All of those things are in play for Mike Tomlin, who by coaching standards is still a pretty young man. That's why it's so hard to move on, though, because, okay, who's going to be next? Even though this guy isn't the right, he's a Hall of Famer, and it is really hard to let go of Hall of Fame players, whether it's your quarterback, whether it's your coach. You have a Hall of Famer, somebody who has been one of the best to ever do it at that position. It is really hard to let those people go, even if it ultimately is the right decision. I'll tell you what, I think that's the way that Pittsburgh ownership feels. It is definitively not how Pittsburgh fans feel. There, is, has, there has been a sort of growing groundswell of support to get rid of Mike Tomlin for years now because this non-losing seasons streak that he has, people in Pittsburgh find to be a ridiculously overrated like national media narrative and not something that they care about at all. Now, this is a franchise that has not won a playoff game since 2016, a franchise that has won three playoff games since the Steelers last won the Super Bowl or got to the Super Bowl. That is an unacceptable measure of success for the Steelers. That's what their fans think. That's what their fans feel. There is no guarantee that you move on from Mike Tomlin and find someone who's going to bring you higher, a higher level of success. But the fact that it's not Mike Tomlin, a, a, a coach, candidly, whose teams have sort of gravitated towards average, at least in recent years, might provide you the option of hiring Doug Peterson or Nick Sirianni or someone like that who winds up getting you to the Super Bowl the way that the Eagles did in the post-Andy Reid era. Fair yeah. or unfair? I... I, look, I think that's fair, and Mike Tomlin is so good that the Steelers are never going to bottom out. Like, yes, they're falling, they're starting to slide down the stretch here, but the fact that he has never had a record under five hundred is still so incredible to me. But if he had a seven and nine seasons, year once, would it change how you feel feel about no, him at all? No. Okay. No. Okay. But, but that, but that's the point. Like, even if they got me, even if they end up having a losing record this season, like they're never going to have under Mike Tomlin to me. Three or four wins. Like, you're never going to bottom out for a chance at that great quarterback, which has kind of been part of the problem to me over the last couple of years for the Steelers. Because no matter who the next coach is, okay, now we've got our next coach. Quite possibly, the, the more important question is, who's going to be the quarterback of this team? I mean, none of the best teams in the league, though, right now, bottomed out for their quarterback. The Eagles have a second-round pick, uh, pick playing quarterback for them. The Niners have a seventh. The Cowboys have a fourth. Lamar Jackson was the last pick in the first round. It doesn't, even when the Steelers got their, their last great quarterback, he was the 13th overall pick in the draft after they had a 6-10 and 10 season. The Steelers themselves don't bottom out. I mean, the fact that they failed to build the off-ramp from Ben Roethlisberger to anyone else, to me, is as much Mike Tomlin's fault 
as anyone else. Do you, do, you, do you not see it the same way? I don't see it the same way because Kenny Pickett is just not good enough. Like you, you well, that's what I mean. Like, and I don't know if that's Mike Tomlin's fault that Kenny Pickett isn't good enough. You took a flyer on him because he was the only first-round quarterback, and he fell to you a couple of years ago in the draft. You took a flyer on Mitch Trubisky because, well, he used to be a top-five pick. Maybe if we get him the right things around him, he can develop into something because he has some raw tools that were undeveloped in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out as well. That's the type of player that you usually end up having when you're drafting in the late teens to early 20s, which is what the Steelers have been doing. Okay, let's put the, the, uh, the offense to, a, to, to the side for a moment because I think, I think your opinion there is the, the sort of consensus one. How about the fact that the defense is the highest paid unit of its kind in the NFL, the most expensive defense in the league, and over the last two games they've played Gardner Minshew threw three touchdowns against it, and Bailey Zappi threw three touchdowns against it. They rank in the bottom five in the league in many passing categories on defense. I think you could argue that the defense is underachieved as much as the offense have. Who yeah, are we blaming for that? Right. Yeah, you can make that argument as well, but I mean, I guess I also look at they they have some stars there and they still have the respect. Their offense is so bad that at some point you rely on your defense too much and they just break. Like when you start relying on one side of the ball more than the other, like the the other side just starts to break down because you're relying on them too much. They're just having to do way too much. Like in order for this team to win games earlier this year, the defense had to score points. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're relying on things like that to happen and when you can't hold on to the ball and you're constantly asking your defense to go out there making stop after stop after stop when you can't move the ball yourself, that defense is going to get exhausted. That defense is going to get worn down by the end of the season. Cam, I want to ask you a question that I posed about an hour ago to Graziano when he was with us. It is, I think we are living in a world in which both the New England job and the Pittsburgh job in the same offseason, might well become available. Let's say, for the sake of this discussion, that they both are. Which is the more attractive job to a head coach with options? Uh, I think the Steelers' job. I think you keep saying they're underachieving. Mm -hmm. I don't even think the Patriots are underachieving. They just have one of the worst rosters in the NFL. And yes, you might be able to build that up because you might have a higher draft pick, but... The Steelers have so much more talent and so much more like established success, marginal success, at least like winning season success with this unit the last couple seasons that I think in the right hands, it could be turned around fairly quickly. Whereas I see the New England job being one where you might have to rebuild entirely. Okay, one vote for Pittsburgh. Bubba, what do you say? Pittsburgh or New England, the more attractive job for a head coaching candidate? Yeah, I, I would say Pittsburgh. I think it goes back to, I think what uh, Gabe said earlier, the, the stability, knowing that's that's where you're going to want to go. Because I think... The, the person who replaces Belichick is certainly not going to have a, a long leash, and the roster is terrible. So that, that coach might only be there for a year or two, and who, who knows? Whereas I, we, we've seen the person who replaces Tomlin, unless they're an abject disaster, is going to get as, as many chances as possible, and that is a, a, most likely a better roster and better chances to get better. So I, I would much rather be in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh seems like it's going to be ready to win quicker if you get the right decisions right as the head coach and then pair that with the general manager because you do have a player like T.J. Watt where he is a perennial defensive player of the year candidate. You have stars you can build around in Pittsburgh, whereas in New England, yeah, that thing's a complete rebuild. You tear it down to the studs. And how often do teams get that right on the first try? Right, where they mm. you know, they, they tear everything down. Now the team's gonna be really bad for a couple of years. You end up getting blamed as a head coach, and chances are you're gonna be ousted before you get an opportunity to actually see that thing get turned. Let me modify the question a little bit then. Let's say the Steelers job or the New England job, and let's say for the sake of this discussion, they've got the second pick in the draft. Whew. I mean, it becomes attractive because <laughs> 
the, the, the most important position that we all know is quarterback. And if you're a big believer in Drake May or Caleb Williams, who ends up being that quarterback that's available to you who doesn't go number one overall, that becomes a little bit more attractive. Because to me, if you nail that pick, if Drake May or Caleb Williams ends up being a franchise quarterback, it's easier to build. Like Once you have that, to me, it's so much easier to figure out everything else around you because... that's the only thing that matters in the NFL. Do you yeah. have a good quarterback? Can you have that quarterback that's going to lead you to victories down the stretch in tight games and can make those big time throws? If you believe that much, you have to be a believer in one of those guys. But is Drake have- is Drake May throwing to Kendrick Bourne and Juju Smith Schuster like going to be an operative offense that can compete against other teams? No, like I don't think it's going to look that much better than it does with Mac Jones or Bailey Zapp- Zappi. Maybe marginally, year. yeah, not for it- the first year. And that's why I think you don't take the job right away because. It's it's going to be bad for a couple seasons, even if you get that high pick, I think. But the other side would be, I mean, if you take the job with the Steelers and you look at that roster, you're going, okay, what do we do at quarterback? How do we potentially get somebody who's got, I mean, you're going to probably have to take a, a flyer on if the Bears give up on Justin Fields. Do you get into the Justin Fields uh, business of, okay, let's trade some draft capital and see if this former top five pick can be our guy going forward, even though he didn't work out in Chicago? I think the infrastructure of the Steelers makes... Pittsburgh, the answer to this question, even if you wind up with the first or second pick in the draft, Caleb Williams or Drake May, we know for sure that hitting on a quarterback in the first round, even that high, is far from a sure thing. In some cases, it's even closer to a 50-50 proposition. I would be much more inclined to go to Pittsburgh because of the infrastructure. Andrew Hawkins, uh, former NFL wide receiver, was on Get Up a week or two ago for the first time, and he said something really smart, having played in New England under Bill Belichick. He said that Belichick has his hand on like literally everything that happens in the, in the organization, inclusive of like what you eat to what media you are allowed to do and everything in between. And the reason I think that was such an instructive point to make is they're going to have to rebuild the foundation. Like they have to level the house and rebuild it. Whereas in Pittsburgh, I, I think you just kind of need to, to make it over. I think you just need Chip and Joanne in Pittsburgh. And, and that, I think, makes that a more attractive job because the quarterback matters a lot. It doesn't matter more than the foundation. It doesn't matter more than the infrastructure. Because without those things, I honestly think you could probably ruin almost any quarterback. And I think the next coach of the Patriots might be in position to do that. Can we just stop down and evaluate that Hembo just referenced Fixer Upper? Right. I was just about to say the same thing. This is your second pop culture reference today. You got Home Alone and Fixer Upper. What is going on? A 90s reference? A current reference? Who is this Are Chip and Joanne like in the new Ken Burns baseball or something? Is that where you saw them? Pop culture exposure is exclusively what is on TV that my wife puts on. Okay. So like this week, I was out for two days, as you guys know, with a terrible stomach bug, bug that I would not wish upon my worst enemy, even the world's most insufferable Cowboys fan. And I, yeah, watched, I, gonna say. and I watched the same World War II documentary twice. So that's, that's how I spent my uh, time down. My wife will watch things like Chip and Joanne, and she'll watch movies like Home Alone. And because I'm in the same room as her on occasion, I will observe what is happening. And in conversations like these, look, I want to be as worldly as possible. You guys know that this is a really big liability for me. I'm in Greenie's chair. Can I at least pretend without you guys making fun of me? Do you mind? No, I, I, I'm impressed, and I'm proud of yeah, you. Yeah, this is It's this just is surprising. Crazy. Anytime anything besides like a factor number comes out a of your mouth. A pleasant surprise, no? Yeah, no, absolutely pleasant. pleasant surprise. It's, I'm impressed, and it is funny that you like watch what your wife watches on well, TV, so and you're it, like, ooh, I can use this in a social situation. 
station, so they think I'm cool. <laughs> I also find it funny that he didn't say, oh, I watch these things with my wife. I, I find it funny that he says she watches them and he just observes. Yeah, yeah I'm, so I'm, I'm in the same like, room on occasion, he said. <laughs> yeah, on occasion. Like, she watches this show called uh, Vanderpump Rules. Are you guys familiar with Vanderpump Rules? I've heard of Vanderpump Rules, it. yes. I have never seen it. Okay, lots of drama, apparently. So what I'm going to start doing is, like, collecting breadcrumbs from these shows and, like, mixing them in to see if Greeny notices that I'm trying to up my level of worldliness. That's what we're doing now. It's working on us. Oh, yeah, so yeah, good test it. run. We, we noticed. Yeah. So, you know, try it again when, once, uh, once Green comes back. Still looking for amazing gifts at Total Wine & More? You'll find gifts for everyone on your list. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be at 21. Coming up next, are we about to watch a Super Bowl preview in San Francisco this weekend? That's next on Greeny, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast earlier on Greeny. Just respond however you feel like responding, but this is for everybody. Will there be a coaching change in Washington? Aye. Yes. God, every I? time with this guy. Every time. I you only felt the d- need to say I? I, I only- said respond however you want. Yeah, I only do this when you call a quorum. That's the best way to answer that question succinctly. Your, Your mistake was telling Hembo to do whatever he wants. You said I? What the hell is going on? Is this the House of Parliament? <laughs> All okay. in favor say aye. That's All right, yay or I nay. Say. How about just saying, yes, I think they'll fire him. Yay or, or nay. no, they won't. No, don't say yay or nay. In what other circumstance? You might get that sponsor. That's like a really cool conceit. It'll be sponsored by who? This is Greeny. 
Pellegrini on ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio, of course, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Gabe Neitzel in today, hanging out with Hembo, and he is joined, or he's up in Bristol, excuse me, uh, Joe Fortenbaugh, Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Um, let's just go ahead and start there with, with what we just heard in the rejoin minder, uh, Joe. Is I an acceptable way to respond to a yes or no question that they were looking for in that? Is, is I an acceptable way to communicate in 2023? Yeah, I mean, if you're thinking about overthrowing a government or <laughs> sailing across the ocean sure. to claim a, a land that might be on the other side of this great cube we all live on, Sure, absolutely. I was confused. I thought coming on to this show today, I'm I'm so relieved to know, Gabe, that you are driving this thing. I thought for some reason Hembo may have been driving it, and I thought, how has ESPN allowed something like that to happen? But we do have everyone in their proper place. I. To, uh, <laughs> Hembo that, tossed a sound earlier. You you should have seen it. Hembo Joe. threw the sound. He it did. Was, oh, yeah. It was pretty yes. clumsy. We could play it back. It was it was fairly clumsy. No, 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 no. No such thing as clumsiness when throwing the sound. Okay. Well, yeah. You you would most certainly know. I, I think I is a perfectly reasonable to, way to answer a question in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. He said answer however you want. He didn't say answer yes or no. He said answer however you want. That's how I want. That it. was Greenberg's problem. He gave you carte blanche and then he took the carte and the blanche away from you and then insulted you on top of it, which I found to be very off-putting. Yeah, I mean, that's we all know that. That guy does not know how to ask a question, right? And then he put the cart before the horse, so like, he really messed that whole thing up, soup to nuts. Wait, but, but why was I the way you wanted to respond? Uh, my favorite version of the Bible is the King James version. Yeah, I like everything that used to happen and nothing that happens now. So anytime I can... Like, I believe Napoleon to be the most overrated general in the history of the French army. I believe that Alexander the Greatest, firmly the greatest of all time, followed by Genghis Khan, and believe many things that don't matter to this show because they happened in previous centuries. But if Greeny says, respond however you want, that's how I'm going to respond. If he said, like, say a random baseball player, I'm not going to say Derek Jeter. I'm going to say Pud Galvin. Pud Galvin didn't, never took penicillin because he was born in 1860, right? So these are the things that Greeny needs to know. Don't ever say, answer however you want. I like that you said Alexander the Great is the goat. Like he's the, <laughs> he's the goat. We're talking about him like he's Michael Jordan. Yeah, like it ended well. He literally it ended well for Alexander the Great. He's he was the goat undefeated. Because... Never lost. Hey, yeah, it didn't end well for Jordan either. You see Washington. That's was, true. He was slow there. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Alexander the Great fair. did die at thirty three from food poisoning. It happens to everyone. Hembo, who's on your Rushmore of great conquerors? Uh, like I said, oh, Alexander great the Great, Genghis Khan. Okay. I think isn't there a isn't there a stat out there that like fifteen percent of of everyone in at China, the Chinese region can trace their lineage to Genghis Khan? Quite prolific. I think it's like the that, world's population. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's quite prolific. That guy was getting around. He was the secretariat of <laughs> of conquerors of yesteryear. He broke all kinds of records. Yeah, he usually covered the spread. Sired by Genghis Khan. <laughs> Who As among you're us? The daily racing form. Who among us? <laughs> All right, it's been great to be here, guys. Happy holidays! Oh, Thanks so much so for Joe, the opportunity. So, Joe, this is what happens when Greeny leaves. Like, th- we haven't talked yet about any reason why you actually joined us. No, but we've talked about so many more important, more consequential things that used to happen. <laughs> Well, but okay. I also have a note here, Joe, that apparently you were brushing your teeth in the work bathroom yesterday. Yeah. Again, I, f- I feel like this is the the simple follow up question to this. I just asked you know Hembo the same thing. Why? Okay, so I know who got you that note. 
I find that to be very much a breach of bathroom etiquette to take <laughs> what was seen and heard and done in there and then just to shotgun it all over the air. Wow, uh, number sad. one, who amongst us is against good hygiene? It, it, raise your hand if you're against good hygiene. I would like to know. That's a preloaded question. Yeah. And number two... <laughs> Uh, there are days where I have a very quick turnaround from radio to TV. ESPN Bet Live today, for example, is going to be on at 5 p.m. ESPN 2. It's a great way to plug. You see, you I'm need to in show off your new deal here yeah, to talk exactly. about your teeth brushing. <laughs> so right? that's the thing. Like, I finished the show, the radio show at 3, and I've got to very quickly get into, you know, TV clothes. I got to look good. I got to go get the makeup done. I got to do all this. And then I got to get the final notes prepped. You got to get on the stage. You got to do the tapings. You got to do all that. So, I have a system. The toothbrushing takes place here as well as I change in an obscure, empty office at the end of the hall. I got a whole process. Mm. That's why I was saying, what's so weird about that? Well, no, okay, so maybe I'm just not familiar as much with the TV process because as a radio guy, as evidenced by the long beard that Hembo and now Evan (laughs) Cohen have gotten into making fun of today. Um, So do you always brush your teeth before you go on the air? Because I just brush my teeth when I wake up and before I go to bed. I just do it twice a day. Classic radio response right there. The fact that you do it twice Mm -hmm. a day is above average in the radio industry. So you should feel good about that. Yeah, the fact that there's one. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you're having lunch in between the morning brushing and the evening brushing. Are you not consuming food? Would you not want to make sure the pearly whites are, in fact, pearly as you got to use a single, Joe. you got to use a single. What's a single? A single bathroom. Not a communal bathroom. I can't use a communal bathroom to brush my teeth. Nothing is grosser than when you're in an airport and someone is brushing their teeth. And that is is what I compare this to. This is a violation. I had no issue with it. The the note I wrote on the screen was simply an anecdote. It didn't say, and Joe is weird for doing this. I just thought it was, Hmm. you know, something that the entire national audience. That's not how that's going to work. The entire national audience should know. Cam has gotten everything wrong. Is it really? Is it really a breach of etiquette? I had not considered that to potentially be a breach of etiquette. If that is in fact a breach of etiquette, or if you believe it is a breach of etiquette to share something that happened in the bathroom, then that's certainly a breach of etiquette to brush your teeth in a public setting like that. We just got. I got a text from an unnamed uh, PA, uh, Mikey C, full time C, as they're they're calling him now. Very much named. You should never brush your teeth in the bathroom because of fecal matter in the air. Are you concerned about fecal he is matter an expert in the air? In that area? Is that the only bathroom where fecal matter exists? <laughs> <laughs> it's a literal bathroom. That's every you bathroom. You brush your teeth in every bathroom. Every, what are you talking about? Where else do you about? brush your teeth? That's why it's a great test. <laughs> well, so, so my, fa- my, my final question then here around this. So then, do you have a separate toothbrush at work, or are you traveling to work with your toothbrush from mm. home? Excellent question, Nitzel. Excellent question there. So, if I was fully established here in Connecticut, I would have a separate toothbrush and toothpaste here that I would be using for this. However, I'm living out of a hotel right now. The hotel's kicking me out tomorrow morning. I've got a whole bunch of things i got to figure out, so I've just been going back and forth with the toothbrush and the toothpaste. Uh, Dolphins, Cowboys, who do you like? <laughs> I don't even feel like answering that. How about that? Why don't you tell me who you like? Couldn't care less. Cowboys. Yeah. I like the Cowboys in this one as we start to transition into the football portions. I like the Cowboys. You're going to have a lot of talk coming into this game about Dallas's run defense, Miami's ability to run the ball. You know, just make sure you look at the injury report because Miami's dinged up on the offensive line and in the backfield. I think the one note we're leaving out of this is Miami's defense. You can – Look at some of these analytics like EPA. You can look at defensive efficiency. You'll see they're fourth. Say, man, Vic Fangio's done a great job with this team. Has he? 
because nine of the 14 games played by the Miami Dolphins this year came against teams that rank in the bottom 10 in scoring. Like, they've padded their stats against really bad offenses. But in the five games they've played against teams that are not in the bottom 10 in scoring, they're giving up 30 points per game. Dallas is a very good offense. Dallas is going to hang a number here. I think you can play the over, which is right around 51. I think you can play the Cowboys as well. I like them to win the game. I'm going to push back on that just a little bit, Joe, because like I understand the the strength of schedule argument that you're making, but if you like, we we can control for that using defensive efficiency, which you know accounts for the teams you play and how good they are. And since Jalen Ramsey came back, the Dolphins are a top five unit on that side of the ball. Granted, like the Tennessee game was a little bit ugly, but the body of work since Jalen Ramsey came back says this team can play defense. You think the Cowboys are going to still hang like I don't know. 30 on this team this weekend? I think they're going to put a big number up there. And who are the teams they've played since he came back? It accounts for who you played. Okay, but like who, are the, who have they played? Nobody good. Nobody good. Okay. So, yeah, there you go. Like, that, that's what it comes down to for me. I watch these games. I've seen them go up in matchups. And when Ramsey's been back, you're right. They have been better. But, again, I, I don't find them to be some elite stop unit. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I just don't get that from them. They are getting better. If you asked me which of these two teams – would you rather get behind in the playoffs? I would take Miami because I would rather take the unknown quantity versus the known quantity. I know what Dallas is. I know who their quarterback is. I know who their coach is. I know what their team is. And I know exactly how they're going down in the playoffs. Miami's that team that at some point, I think they're going to turn the corner. It might not be this season, but they are going to find a way to win these big games. This is their coming of age season. And I think there's a higher ceiling for them this year and next year than there is the Dallas Cowboys. Number one team in the AFC, number one team in the NFC, Niners against the Ravens. Ravens feel disrespected by the five-and-a-half number that's out there, Joe. Should they be? I like the fact that they use that as a rallying cry, but you'd be an insane bookmaker who'd go broke and immediately get fired if you installed the Ravens as a favorite on the road across the country against the San Francisco 49ers. That's not how it works. Like, uh, this isn't to knock Jackson because I like that Lamar uses this as motivation and I know exactly what he's doing here. But to give you an idea of the point spread, it's just pricing. Like Apple doesn't, Tim Cook from Apple doesn't come out and get on TV and go, oh my God, we feel disrespected by the S&P 500 today with what they're doing with their pricing. <laughs> you don't know We're that. better than that. We're going to prove it to everybody. You're, you're right. I don't do that, know that for a fact. I've never spoken to Tim Cook about that. But right, like this is just pricing. That's all it is. It's pricing. We're looking for things that are mispriced. That's it. It's not about the helmet, the coach, or the team. It's about pricing. And these guys are in charge of pricing, and they have him as a five-point dog, and it makes a lot of sense considering some of the injuries. I think the best play here is the over at 47. Both defenses come in as highly touted units. That Baltimore unit, though, go back to the game against Jacksonville last week. Jacksonville's very one-dimensional. They can't run the ball, so they throw, throw, throw. Baltimore knows it's coming. Jacksonville was able to move the ball in that game. They got inside the Baltimore 46 times. The problem is they weren't able to score any points from those six opportunities inside the 40. San Francisco's not like that. San Francisco will be cashing in those opportunities. Conversely, Baltimore wants to run the ball. San Francisco just gave up 220-plus to Arizona last week. And if Baltimore's playing from behind, a normally slow-tempo team is going to have to pick the pace up in this game, which also leads more to an over. So I think we get a higher-scoring game Christmas night. Joe, I want to give you one number that I can't decide if it's predictive or if it's not. So Lamar Jackson has started 13 games in his NFL career as an underdog with Jim Harbaugh, or excuse me, with John Harbaugh. He's 11-1-1 covering those games and 9-4 outright 
Um, is that a dumb guy stat or is that a smart guy stat? That's an interesting one. Really interesting one. I guess it speaks to the fact – I would say it speaks to the fact that this team, even when they're not, they're viewed as the inferior of the two teams, they're always very competitive. Like how often do you see Baltimore get blown out? Rarely. Exactly. So I think that's what that stat speaks to is that even on a bad day or at least what's going to be perceived to be a bad day for the Ravens, they find a way to hang tight in those games. Now we also have to account for some of the factors that have changed throughout. Greg Roman's no longer the offensive quarterback coordinator players have changed in and out things of that nature but I I think there's something to that it's kind of like last night one of the key factors for me not the ultimate factor but going into the Thursday night game Sean McVay on Thursday nights was something like four two and one against the spread Mm -hmm. Dennis Allen was like oh and four oh and four straight up he had covered one spread on Thursday nights Thursday nights it's a quick turnaround coaching matters and the better coach was evident last night when you take a look at the Eagles who do you blame most for their three game skid Oh, man, that's a great question. As an Eagle fan, there's a lot of blame to go around. I think, I mean, Sirianni puts it all on him. I think there's something to that. I don't think he has adapted well this season to the changes that have been made. You lose two coordinators, I don't think he's adapted. I think he needs to adapt his play play calling at times. I'll never get over that that Jets game, that third and nine, he's throwing the ball. There was no reason to throw the ball there. And I know the mindset is, we're going to be aggressive, we're going to go win the game. No, not every single situation calls for aggression, right? Like, this is where the numbers guys and the, you know, gut guys get into these arguments. Like, sometimes you'll have these spots where it's, oh, it's 58% of the time you have to go for two here. Or you, like last night, Rams go up seven. They come down the field again. They're on the goal line. It's fourth down. McVay kicks the field goal. All the math guys go nuts. You got to go for the touchdown there. You go for it on fourth. I don't, I don't agree with that. And I normally agree with the math guys. But it comes down to a feel of the game. And the, the, the Rams had gotten a stop, gone down and scored a touchdown, gotten another stop, driven down, kicked the field goal, go up two scores, continue to put the pressure on the Saints. I don't care what the math says in, in that. I, I I trust the gut. And with Sirianni, I don't think he trusts I think he trusts the gut too much. I don't think he accounts for varying situations. Punt the ball to Zach Wilson in that spot. What are the what are the odds? He's going down the field. So that's part of the blame. Um Jalen Hurts clearly is not the same guy from last year. And the defense wasn't that good last year, but they played nobody and they got exposed in the Super Bowl. And now they're playing teams and people are shocked that they're not as good. They just weren't as good as everyone was led to believe last season. Here comes a sentence I did not think I would say when I accepted to, you know, fill in on Greeny this week. Uh, apparently, we have a follow-up on the fecal matter in the air question. Mm. Mm. Yes, so Mikey C., who was concerned about Joe brushing his teeth in the public bathroom, said, uh, according to a, a proven scientific thing, which from Mikey C., take it with a grain yeah, of salt. Aaron Rodgers. He Sounds said, very official. I'm not taking it with a grain the, of salt. The air in the home bathroom is like 0.01% fecal matter compared to like 0.2% at work or in public places. So well, you Joe. Might, I'm going to watch out for your teeth I've heard there. many people say that you have a potty mouth. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad joke. Hembo. That was a bad joke. <laughs> it's, <a> bad joke. <laughs> it's not. It's not <laughs> you got a few people to chuckle, I'm sure, on that one. First of all, let's stop calling that a public bathroom and associating it with the airport like Hembo did. All right? It's not an airport bathroom. An airport bathroom has thousands of heathens coming through it on a regular <laughs> Who do you think works here, Joe? This is not just the, dozens of heathens. This is not the classiest group. It's just less. It's less. It's fewer heathens that are coming through on a regular basis. Good God. Why is everyone so anti-toothbrushing? I just had questions about it. I'm, I'm, I'm not you Gabe, 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 I was Gabe, just me, trying to get to the bottom of it. Gabe, I want to make something clear. I hold you accountable for none of this, okay? You're, <laughs> not, you're not the yes. one I'm addressing right now. Off the hook. That's what I love to hear. <laughs> 
Carla versus Joe, 12 uh, to 3 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see about ESPN that. I might just go home. Yeah, just, yeah. Especially of, if you got to brush your teeth. A lot of fecal matter talk on that show. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. You've got to go home to brush your teeth now, we're, Joe. We're yeah. opening with fecal matter today. <laughs> As with any day. <laughs> Makes sense. I get it. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, fellas. <laughs> You're going to be part of the Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Coming up next, who you got? It's Greeny, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. It is Greeny, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 8, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Gabe Neitzel, Hembo, hanging out with you. And if you missed any of our discussion about fecal matter with Joe Fortenbaugh, I mean, it's can't miss. You, you don't want to miss it. So make sure you catch up on both hours of the show with the Greeny Podcast, available daily wherever you get your podcasts. And with Christmas coming up, with the holidays coming up, few big games on these airwaves. Starts with the NBA on ESPN Radio on Christmas Day. Don't miss Bucks at Knicks, 12 p.m. Eastern, immediately followed by Warriors at Nuggets. And the college football playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Don't miss the semifinals on New Year's Day. It's the Rose Bowl starting at 5 p.m. Eastern, followed by the Sugar Bowl at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? Bubba's got some questions for us before we hit the weekend. Bubba, let's go ahead and do some who you got. All right, it's it's who you got. And luckily for you, Gib, I know it's your first time. It's not sponsored this week, so we can kind of ease into it. You don't have to worry. Normally it's sponsored by Granger. You can kind of... We'll see how you do. If you do okay, hopefully you return for a, sp- a sponsored time. So don't worry. 
Don't worry. All right. We're going to go through the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge, all right? Greeny right now, disaster. Last place still. I think he's had a couple two two and ones in a row here. First game, Bengals at Steelers. This one is Cincinnati minus two. Who are you going with here? I'm going with the Bengals here. I think the Steelers are just continuing too real. They they can't score points, and Browning seems like he can put up some points. They still have the weapons. He's been able to get it to the outside. I'm saying Bengals continue their winning ways against the Steelers this weekend. Hembo, are you going to say anything? No, we're Davis celeb shotting the, the the picks this week as we texted about. Oh. So I'm going to let him oh, you ride texted. or die. Got it. Yeah, that was a text I sent you yesterday. A text I sent us yesterday. Uh, I, don't, I, I saw don't, it. I don't read those texts. All right, well, Greeny's going with the Steelers. <laughs> Next up, Lions at Vikings. This game is on ESPN Radio. Tune in. Detroit minus three and a half. Who you got there? I'm taking the Lions. I think they figured something out last week, and their offense continues to do well moving forward. Nick Mullins, I think he can have a good game or two. Unfortunately, he may have had that good game last week against the Bengals, and the Lions just seem like they may be starting to kind of roll. They kind of went through that little bit of a, a lull right around Thanksgiving, unfortunately for them, since they were featured on national television losing to the Packers. But I think that they are hitting their stride and going to be a hot team heading into the NFC playoffs. Give me the Lions. Greeny also going Lions. Last one, the biggest game of the weekend, the best game. Cowboys at Dolphins. This one is Miami minus one. Who you got here? Give me the Cowboys plus one. Miami can't be in any way to good. It's that simple. Give me the Cowboys. I think they bounce back after their loss last week on the road. Go on the road. Different team in the AFC East. They beat the Dolphins this weekend. Greeny going Cowboys there as well. Let's get some picks on the college football playoff. Let's switch it up to some college. The games are on ESPN Radio. The New Year's Day games, Rose Bowl, number four Alabama versus number one Michigan, 5 o'clock ESPN, ESPN Radio, Michigan, minus two. Who you got here? Man, given given me points with Bama, they, they seem to be playing hot. I I still don't know quite what to make out of Michigan because their schedule was so easy outside of the Penn State and Ohio State games, which they did eventually take care of business. But I got to imagine all these swirling rumors of more, you know, now they actually have to face the, um, you know, the, the NCAA violations that they tried to get out in front of earlier this year. Is that going to leave Jim Harbaugh to go? I think Bama ends up coming up and beating Michigan in this game. Plus, I'm getting points with Nick Saban. Yeah, give me Bama. All right, last one immediately after that's the Sugar Bowl. Uh, minus three, uh, number three Texas versus number two Washington. Eight forty-five. ESPN. ESPN Radio. This one is Texas minus four and a half. Who you got here? I'm taking the dog in this one too. I don't understand the constant disrespect of Washington. Like they were almost ten point dogs in the in the Pac twelve championship game to Oregon, a team that they had beaten earlier this year. Everyone all year long was, well, Oregon's gonna beat Washington. They're better than Washington. Washington got lucky. Washington figures out a way to win. And even if they don't, it's gonna be a close game. So I am going to take Washington plus the points in that semifinal game. All right, very good. Those are the picks of all the games. Let's get down to the fun stuff now. Recently it was just pretend to be a time traveler day. So if you could go back into history to any time in the world, where are you going? Who you got? Oh man. Any time in the world? I'm sure Hembo's got I mean well, I mean how many how many different places do you want to hit up, Mr. History? So October fifth, nineteen nineteen is my answer to this question. Uh that was the day. That shoeless Joe Jackson accepted $5,000 from Chick Gandle to throw the 1919 World Series. Um, and that obviously has obscured his career in, great, in, 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 the, in the kind of way that is going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame probably forever. He was promised $20,000. 
He only accepted $5,000. He hit three seventy-five in that series. It has obscured everything that Shoeless Joe Jackson has ever done. It is one of the great tragedies in baseball history. So I'm going back to October the 5th, 1919, and ensuring he does not accept that $5,000. So you, you think you could stop the Black Sox stand- scandal? Easily. Knowing what I do now, with, that, with 100 years of research, I could like stop the scandal knock the money happening. out of his hand? Mm-hmm. Or what are you going to do? Uh, no, I, yeah, I would have intervened in the hotel. <laughs> wait, wait, so you think you would have gotten, like, Shoeless Joe Jackson to trust a stranger like, hey, man, I'm from the future. You just got to trust me. Don't take this money. Yeah. Well, he'll be talking just like him. So he'll be like, I don't take, don't take that money. Like, I oh, want to yes, know. This guy is, is it, from 1919. But is it better for Shoeless Joe's legacy? I mean, look, I understand this might be a ridiculous question, but like the, the legacy of Shoeless here. Joe continues to live on. You have Field of Dreams. You have I all like these it. different things. Yeah, we wouldn't we're, have we're, these we're talking about. Yeah, we're, we're talking about Shoeless Joe all the time. He'd just be Joe. In the Hall of Fame, he'd just be a dude who played in The Shoeless Joe Jackson estate, on a regular basis, petitions to the Hall of Fame to allow him into the Hall of Fame. They want to be in. I am not a member of the, the estate. At least not yet. I want to know where Brandon's going. Where are you going as a time traveler, Brandon? As a time traveler, I think I'm going to go back to the uh, Second Punic Wars so that I could be an advisor <laughs> of Hannibal of Carthage and advise him to, uh, yes, go ahead and invade Rome. It's a great answer. You know, and uh, because answer. he would have conquered Rome and the entire uh, Western civilization as we know it today would be completely different if Carthage had defeated Rome. And then, you know, I also want to just be able to say, like, no, Hembo, it's Hannibal who is the greatest uh, military mind of all time. <laughs> oh, like but that. since he has a loss, I can't say that right now. It's so, a bad take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've, I've, in the two days I've been doing the show, this is the happiest Hembo's been the entire two days. First take in Macedonia was lit, by the way. Uh, Absolutely lit. Moving on to the next one. One minute. <laughs> 34 years ago, Sunday, The Simpsons debuted. It was actually part of the Tracy Ullman show on Fox originally. Who you got as your favorite cartoon of all time? Ooh, favorite cartoon of all time. I still go with the Looney Tunes. Give me Bugs Money. Give me, give me Tweety. Give me Roadrunner. Give me uh, Wiley Coyote. I'm going Looney Tunes. The best cartoon of all time. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Hembo, you know any cartoons? The, is Avatar a cartoon? Uh, not, you're, you're thinking of the blue people right. in the movie. That's different. Correct. Yeah. Does uh, Does Arthur? I love Arthur. Arthur. My family's yeah. a huge Arthur. Yeah, fan. I, I watched Great a lot meme. of Arthur growing up. Uh, PBS Family, poor family. We didn't have cable. I loved Arthur. Yeah, Arthur's great. Brandon, Arthur's uh... Brandon favorite cartoon. GI Joe, oh, good one. We don't have the right to. American. We don't have the right to. We don't the have the rights. Okay, I'm going with GI Joe. <laughs> great one. Fighting Scooby Cobra and Destro. South Park as an adult. Coming up next, Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio, or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.